Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. Kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self aware type. I'm being extremely clever up here, and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a, another episode of Nerd Mode. Uh, I'm gonna do something a little different today. I'm gonna shake it up a little bit. Uh, this time, it's just a solo episode. Uh, it's just me, just hopping on real quick to uh, get some nerd insights out that have been plaguing my poor pop culture-riddled mind for a while. Um, I am also currently in the new nerd mode studio, new and permanent residence here. Uh, I'll probably send a picture to the Facebook page so you guys can at least see my awesome desk. Uh yeah, so if it sounds a little different, a little tinny, uh, I am actually in my uh, the basement at my house, in my own little corner of the world here. Uh, as far as new developments on the show, besides these mini-episodes, I'm not sure if I should call them mini-sodes? I thought that sounded kind of cool, nerd mode mini-sode? I don't know. If you guys have a better idea, let me know. Um, not a whole lot new. Uh, I got a nice retro gaming setup down here. Some shelves with all my old Nintendos and Segas on it. That looks pretty sweet. Um, beyond that, yeah, it is, uh, it's been pretty quiet for me. Uh, it was a busy holiday season. I was really hoping to get a lot more episodes out between my conversation with Mike about Walking Dead and up to this point. Um... I've been watching a lot of TV and movies and things like that, so I'm getting caught up with a lot of those. Uh, some recommendations I can make. Again, this is going to be a very uh, bare-bones episode. I'm just going to breeze through it, try to see what kind of information I can get out in a short amount of time. And I will make the uh, the bigger episodes with guests and stuff a more rare thing. Um, some of the things that kept me from getting the studio was, A, my computer... Having a little location issues, um, I tried to get it so I could record podcasts on my Kindle. I haven't figured that out yet. If I can get that work, it'll be much easier. Expect a lot of like 15-minute episodes filling up your uh, your eardrums. Just give them a little rat-a-tat-tat. Uh, and then also, my main co-host, Angie, was working a completely different work schedule than I was, so I literally did not get to talk to her for about three weeks. So that, coupled with 
timing issues getting Devin into the studio, timing issues again on my my part, uh, not having easy access to my computer was another one. Another one, and then just a general holiday uh, uh, rush, um, getting parties ready, presents, all that stuff really took up my new year pretty quick and the uh, end of the last year. But now we're here. It's 2015. Um, there should be flying cars any time now. We should all be dressed like weird cyberpunk warriors like you would see in Back to the Future 2. I'm not seeing much of that unless the hipsters are taking over that. Maybe I'm going to have to look at hipster uh, garb and see if they've uh, adapted the uh, cybernetic implants much like uh, Biff the eighth or whatever, I don't even know which incarnation incarnation of Biff that was. Or is his name Griff? His name was Griff, wasn't it? Ugh. Sorry. Um, yeah, I gonna do a quick shout out to one of the new guys working our area, uh Jason. So saying a quick hello to him. Um the main reason is when I first met him, he has several tattoos on his arms. Which, in the manufacturing world, you see quite a bit of, because they're a little more lax on that. And we were just chit-chatting about video games, things like that. And he's like, oh, do you, ever, do you like playing Gears of War? And I was like, absolutely, that's my sister and my favorite game. We marathoned those, all, the, all of them. One, two, three, Judgment, all of them. And uh, turns over his arm and he has this picture-perfect Cogs tattoo, the gear of war, the gears with the skull in it, the red and black vine work. Amazing. So I'm like, all right, yeah, we're going to be friends, you and I. And then just about a week ago, we were working together, and I looked, and he has a tattoo on his forearm on on the outside, and it's a skull and a snake wrapped around it. And I'm staring at that tattoo, and I'm staring at that tattoo. So I finally walk over, and I was like, Jason, is that from Harry Potter? He's like, yep. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you have a dark mark tattooed on your forearm. So that was really cool. Uh that's my uh my shout out and my uh close encounters of the nerd kind. That was a really fun interaction. Um hopefully we can I'll get this to him and he can give it a listen and tell me what he thinks of the show. Let's see. The last episode I planned on doing was going to be Devin and I and we were going to fix the Spider-Man franchise, uh, which I do believe the movies have a lot more hate thrown at them than I think they deserve, but there is some fixing there. Um, so that'll be the main basis of the show. I'm going to try and think up some nerd news things here. Uh, what has happened recently? Uh, the Walking Dead comes back on Sunday, so hopefully... I can get Steph into the studio, which will be much easier now, and we can sit down and we can talk about The Walking Dead, get it out in or around the the season, mid-season premiere. Uh, we'll most likely talk a lot about Beth and the ridiculous notion that like 62,000 fans have emailed and signed petitions to get her back on the show. While I thought Beth was amazing and Emily Kinney was amazing, I thought she was a fun character, had a lot lot of growing to do, can never bring myself to do that because that would ruin the whole show. We'll talk about that later. Um, but in my hiatus, I did write down a whole bunch of show ideas. Um, 
just little episodes like uh, I'm gonna we're gonna fix fa- Spider-Man franchise today. We're gonna talk about that real quick, or I will. Devin is not in the studio again. It's just me. Which ironically, um, I have a lot of grumps towards the stereotypical nerds that live in a basement premise. Especially Big Bang Theory has a lot of that. I'm gonna talk about that on the show too. Um, but I am actually in a basement right now. So there's that. I don't know where to go with that information, but yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the big nerd news this last week was they f- finally came up with Ghostbusters 3 of all female cast. There is some confusion about it because, um, Some people say it's a reboot. Some people say it's a sequel. If it's a sequel, I'm all for it. I think a sequel would be fun. Um, but some people are saying it's a, a reboot. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, the new cast is Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon. Uh, the, the former two, Leslie and Kate, are from Saturday Night Live. Uh, as well as Kristen Wiig is former Saturday Night Live alumni, and she was one of my favorites. And Melissa McCarthy is, I believe, a hilarious uh, little lady with great comedic timing. Now, if it's a reboot, I'm trying to figure out who would play who, like who would take over which character. I'm guessing Kristen Wiig would be the Egon character. Melissa McCarthy would be um, Ray. Uh... I'm trying to think. Uh, Kate McKinnon would most likely fit into the Bill Murray role, which hopefully doesn't sound racist or not. Leslie Jones would take over Winston Stedmore's position. That's where I get kind of iffy on that it's actually a reboot because the characters versus the new cast are a a solid Rule 63 setup. Um, Again, I'm not against it. My only main concern, and I've talked about it in previous episodes, is sometimes when they uh, um, do a reboot, they tend to make it raunchy. And I did hear, again, it was on like E! Entertainment News, so I'm not going to trust that too far, that they're going to go for an R rating and make it a raunchy comedy. And, and I think that would be a full, horrible way to go. I think what they should do, and I think it would be brilliant, because it's my idea, of course, is make it a sequel, have um, at least Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray in a very small part, make it so that the Ghostbuster company is worldwide now and there's multiple factions, because not everything can happen in one busy metropolis. It's got to be all over the planet by now. So expand it out, and then that... McCarthy, Wig, McKinnon, and Jones are one branch of almost like a police department, fire department, um, global entity that fights ghosts. And then don't make it raunchy. Just stick to what made Ghostbusters great, and it was the cast, the writing, and the effects. Because even now, how many years later, what, it's got to be close to 30 years later, you watch the movie and it still looks awesome. So keep it to that. Don't don't stray. Don't do like um what was the movie The Sitter with uh 
Jonas, what's his face? I'm I'm blanking. I apologize. Um, from Superbad, that was a horrible, horrible remake of Adventures in Babysitting. Whether they admit it or not, it really was, and all they did was raunch factor. Um, same with Due Date, a horrible, horrible remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because they went for lewd raunch factor. Don't do it. Just try to stick to the source material and have some fun with it because that's really what Ghostbusters was. It was just an awesome, fun movie. Um, that's the biggest news. Uh, again, very divided uh, amongst the the small nerd community we have built over on Facebook. Um, and again, because I'm recording this a little differently, the flow might be a little strange. This is, of course, Nerd Mode from nerdmode.com, nerd-mode.com. can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Mode. I just got those all fixed up. I was having a little trouble getting things posted, so those are both running again. Um, you can email the show, much like Devin did for this episode, at nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Facebook, the Nerd Mode webpage, uh, all that. Uh, ways to get in contact with the show. So now, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Only 13 and, bing, 30 seconds in. Not bad. Let's fix the Spider-Man franchise. For me, I love Spider-Man. He's probably one of my favorite, at least top five. I'm going to say top two superheroes next to Batman. Maybe even top one, because Batman is kind of an bezeler. Long story short... He uses company funds to fund his crime fighting, so that's that's embezzlement. But, again, maybe sometime I'll uh, sit in and have Devin and maybe somebody from uh, uh, Snake Oil Comics debate some, uh, some superheroes. Who's better, who's worse? Maybe Russ? Uh, you haven't met Russ. If you listen to Backstage Heat, you met Russ. He is a huge comic book guy, so maybe get him and Devin on a show. And I'm just going to sit back and let them debate on who's better, who's worse. Might be fun. Um, I think the the show, the movies have been great. I did enjoy everyone in its own way. Um, each one was lacking and each one had its promises. So we're just going to dive in. Originally the idea was going to be like each, Devin and I each, we're going to have five things to do to fix the Spider-Man franchise. I'm not going to do that anymore. A, because I tend to rant, and for me to put it in just five is really difficult. And with Devin's email, he has three solid points, and it doesn't have to go too far beyond that, but of course, because I rant, I am going to go much farther beyond that. So let's get started. How to fix your Spider-Man franchise. All right, we'll start with Devin. His really ring true with what um, with my ideas. Uh, not all of them, but all great ideas. He says, number one, keep it simple. The biggest issues that Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 had were the number of villains. Uh, The MCU, or Marvel Cinematic Universe, works because they limit the threat and develop that threat during the movie. Amazing Spider-Man 2 had three, five if you count Harry's... (laughs) If you count Harry's dad against Pete's dad and Gwen's life goals. (laughs) That Sony burned up a lot of screen time trying to explain origin stories for. Not only that, but they burned up time with more Spider-Man origin story. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. They gave a few minutes to explain how Peter Quill gets to space and then hit the ground running. That was going to be... Uh, I can't say my number one. These aren't rated in any sort of order, but that was one of my main ideas was 
one, again, keep it simple, one villain, one Spider-Man, totally fine. And I'm going to add sub parts of that. One, the next movie, no more origin story. If you're going to reboot it, fine. Don't do an origin story. Just start somewhere later in Peter Parker's life. Because anyone that knows Spider-Man knows he was bit by a radioactive spider, knows his Uncle Ben was killed, and that that's what put him on his path. That's his origin story, and you don't need to keep retelling that, and I think that's what is harming the franchise now, is every time a new Spider-Man movie comes out, it doesn't feel new because it's another origin story. Um, a sub-point to that, no more origin stories for the villains. Every movie so far has had Spider-Man 1 and Amazing Spider-Man. Both had Spider-Man's origin. Fine. Again, let's dial that back. Spider-Man 1 also contained the origin story of the Green Goblin. It also Spider-Man 2 contained the origin story of Dr. Octopus. Spider-Man 3 contained the origin story for Sandman, Venom, and also, technically, Harry Osborn as the second Green Goblin. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man contained the origin story for Dr. Connors slash Lizard Man. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2 contained the origin story for uh, Electro and also for Harry Osborn again. So we're seeing these same origins come over and over and over again. They need to dial up. That. Just stop doing that. Just give us a Spider-Man movie. Start with him fighting crime and just go with it. Because that's really what we want to see now is amazing fight sequences, good story, um, fun banter, all that. We want to have fun with the movie. We don't want to sit there and watch the same story start over and over, even if it's slightly different. It's just the hard part with origin stories. And we also got an origin story basically of his parents in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, one and two and that i thought was the the worst part for me was it made the story too big before it even got to peter parker so just like Devin, i totally agree simplify it it doesn't need to be that complex all right Devin's next point here is listen to the fans while most fans would tell sony to sell the rights back terrible idea by the way i'd, I'd like to hear more on that i don't disagree they are a great source for how to tweak a reboot. Do script screening with people who know the source material as well as their original comic writers. So they so you risk a script leak at least when you get mostly you get mostly honest feedback for improvements. Absolutely. Um this is actually what caused Andrew Garfield to no longer be Spider-Man is he wasn't a fan of the process they put into making the movies, uh, the Sony execs. He was very vocal about it, and now he is no longer Spider-Man. Uh, which bums me out, because I thought he did a good job. I'm bummed that that's the way they went. It's, it's our way or the highway, but I'm sure that's how the movie industry is, so I can't uh, divulge too much on that, because I'm a dude sitting in his basement. Um, no, I, I agree. I don't think they should sell it back to Marvel so they can make their movies, but I do think they need to finally just address the separation between the two and realize that it would be mutually beneficial if they just joined up. Um, and again, yes, 
fan feedback. If the fans say they don't like something, it's not the fans' fault. It's the creators of the product. Uh, I'm talking to you, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Again, that'll be another show. Vince. The WWE. Gotta listen to your fans. We're not idiots. We're the guys that pay for the stuff. Uh, same with the movies. We pay for the tickets. We pay for the uh, the action figures and the t-shirts and all the memorabilia that you guys love to sell at a primo price. We put the money down. Listen to us. Talk to the guys at Marvel that write Spider-Man. Come up with some ideas. Let's see. The third one for Devin. Third and final one. Get directors that are fans. This is another. This is one I didn't even think of. Um, why are the Marvel Disney titles doing so well? They have hired directors that are comic fans. Hire someone who is just looking for work, and you'll get Michael Bay's Transformers, and that terrifies me because I did not like Michael Bay's Transformers or really any Michael Bay movies. Um, yeah, if you get somebody that's just in it for a paycheck, they're just going to phone it in. You have to get somebody that's passionate about it. And you're going to get a much better movie. I mean, Sam Ra- Raimi, who made the first three, did an amazing job until the third one where it fizzled. Um, hold on here. Yeah, uh, again. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. Too many things down here. Uh, yes. I think, again... You know, I keep bringing up Guardians of the Galaxy. I know Devin and I have some disagreements about the movie. I thought it was amazing. He had some lackluster things to say about it, but again, I think he enjoyed it. And uh, James Gunn, who made it, is a comic book geek. And that movie is astounding. Um, He did a great job, again, with no origin stories besides general conversation. Um, So yes, get directors that know the material and know what they're doing and have a good vision for it. So now for my uh, myriad of sub-thoughts, uh, and these um, are going to be kind of disjointed. When it comes to your villain, there has been a very specific thing that happened in just about every single Spider-Man movie. I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed it. No one's ever brought it up to me. I'm going to bring it up right now. They need to get rid of the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde syndrome. Green Goblin in Spider-Man 1, Norman Osborn, and the Green Goblin were left and right sides of the coin where at the start Norman didn't want to be a bad guy but then the Green Goblin was like this inner voice and made him do bad stuff and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Spider-Man 2, Doc Octopus, was a, a good guy with good intentions but his octopus arms took over his mind and made him a bad guy. That's a little light but still Dr. Octopus and that's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And then you get into the third one, which kind of straight a little bit. Eddie Brock as Venom. He was kind of a jerk with it and without it. They, I thought they did okay with him. And the same with uh, Sandman. He he was more layered. I thought he was a good villain. Uh, Harry Osborn, again, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He had his amnesia, and he was a good guy. Then all of a sudden he remembered, and he was a bad guy back and forth. Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> The first one, Dr. Connors, was a good guy, but then he would become the beast, the the lizard man, and then he'd come back and he'd regret back and forth. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Electro. His is a little, his doesn't really count because he was a good guy, something bad happened, Snap became a bad guy. I'll give that 
Uh, same with Harry Osborn. It's a good guy. Something snapped. Something bad happened. But there's really a solid Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing interlaced in the entire Spider-Man franchise. Let's do without it. Um, that, again, goes on the origin story. Let's just start the next Spider-Man movie with him fighting the Vulture and just go from there, you know. Um, just throw a villain at us and let us just figure it out. That's one thing Marvel or the DC movies did great with the Batman franchise. We knew almost nothing about Scarecrow. We knew almost nothing about the Joker. We knew almost nothing about Bane. And they were all awesome villains. Stick with that. Keep it that way. Um, Number two with the villains. Stop redeeming them at the end of the movie. Again, this was pretty much every single movie. And my sister would put another pin in that. Stop making them cry. Um, In Spider-Man 1, just as... uh, Green Goblin dies. He says, don't tell Harry. That's not a full redemption, but that's him showing remorse for what he's done. Uh, Dr. Octopus sacrifices himself to save the city. Redemption. Uh, in the, the third movie, uh, Venom didn't redeem himself. He went down fighting. He did not want to become a good guy again. Sandman kind of redeemed himself. Harry Osborn redeemed himself. Um, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man. Dr. Connors redeemed himself by saving Spider-Man. Um, they broke the mold in Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know, no redemption. Still some tears, though. A lot of crying villains. Let's do it with that, too. If you're going to have a villain, have him be a villain, if not at the beginning of the movie, all the way to the end, so you can at least fall back on that later. Um, Because when they redeem themselves and then ultimately you kill off that villain, you've got nothing else for a sequel if you wanted to make a bigger story. Stop redeeming the villains. Um... What else, now that I'm going on? Um, I have a way to make the new Spider-Man movie flow in without Andrew Garfield. Uh, I was actually just talking to Donovan uh, last night about it. We were He was playing Spider-Man on PlayStation. I was watching instead of watching the Super Bowl. Because even now I have a hard time remembering who played in the Super Bowl. Yep, that's me. Um, that we never... Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, but again, it's been, what, a year and a half since it came out? You guys, you're dropping the ball. So it's all your fault. Um, Let's give a new Spider-Man a totally new look. Um, I'm trying to remember his full name, Miles, uh, African-American Spider-Man. Let's throw him in the mix. Let's just supplant him in, and it would work because... At the the closing moments of Spider-Man 2 when Rhino comes in. Again, I thought Rhino was cool because A, no origin story, no mess, just fun character. Uh, is a, attacking the city and that little boy walks up and he's got a Spider-Man costume and he's ready to fight. You know, he's got little sneakers on, adorable. And then you see Andrew Garfield looking at his costume and then there's Spider-Man. What if Andrew Garfield's character, Peter Parker, never returned to Spider-Man? What if he never put the costume back on, but some other dude? I mean, you could even mix in the multiple universe versions of Spider-Man. Shows up in his place and starts fighting crime instead of Peter Parker. So he can finally go and mourn and be sad about Glenn and move on with a normal life. I think that'd be fine. Just slide it on in there. And I'm also going to say uh, Donald Glover from Community would be a perfect Miles for Spider-Man. Uh, let's see. Also, 
without going too much on the origin story, because again, I think that's that's the killer there. My main beef, again, like I said just a little while ago, is that they made the story too big before it even got to Peter Parker, with his parents being essentially uh, James Bond level characters, and they had their whole big super science facility underneath the subway, which was very reminiscent of Ninja Turtles 2. Um, I thought that was a pretty sweet uh, subway setup they had down there. Uh, might have to watch that. Um, this is how my brain works, mind you. So have fun. That's You're going to find out a lot of that with these mini-episodes, these uh, real basic me just ramblings. Um, also, they need to have more Spider-Man banter. They really didn't uh, do much of that. When you watch the cartoon and read the comics, he's got a lot of banter. Let's let's bring that back. Let's have some fun with it. Um, the first two movies were really great about that. Uh, the third one, not so much because Sam kind of he lost his way. He even admitted that he lost his way with the story. Um, you know, with emo Parker and stuff, they could have done that totally different. It's a bummer that it went down the way it was because I thought those uh, Spider-Man movies were phenomenal. But in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they only did like the real banter at the very beginning when he was kind of being a bit cocky about how he was Spider-Man and a superhero. And then it just got real heavy and real. And they they lost touch with that part of the character. Is that when Peter Parker is out of the costume, he's very un- insecure and unsure of himself. And when he's in it, he's a totally different man. Um, they need to bring that back. Again, it's not a Dr. Jekyll thing. It's a confidence thing. Um, those are just a few, few ideas. I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on the rest and I'm hitting my 30 minute mark here. So I gotta, gotta cut it. I want to make these short, short and sweet episodes. Um, if you have any follow-up ideas or anything else you would like to see in a Spider-Man movie franchise, since it's up in the air now, what's going to happen with the franchise again, hopefully not another reboot. Hopefully they start out years later with a new Spider-Man with new villains uh just started over with no origin you know you can do a reboot 10 years later down the line let's let's make it happen let's make some good Spider-Man movies let's mix them up with the Marvel universe characters let's open that up a little bit so that we can maybe hopefully see Spider-Man and the Avengers uh Spider-Man and Civil War might be too late which is a real bummer because Peter Parker was a main tentpole for that entire story. Um, so yes, uh, again, nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at nerdmode. Check out all the past episodes. And again, now that with this new setup and this new 30, 30 to 35 minute mark that I'm trying to hit, you'll see more episodes, uh, more streamlined. Let me know what you think of the, the new idea. Um, and if you, again, have any ideas of how you would fix the franchise, I know when I get to work this evening, it's all going to come flooding back and I'll have to do a supplementary episode, which really gets rid of the whole idea of having a short episode if it's going to be in like three, four installments, but that's, that might happen. Uh, so thanks for listening to this, uh, the very first of hopefully very, very many nerd mode minisodes. I like how that sounds. That's what I'm going with. Uh... Learn something about everything and everything about something.